Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Rug Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Rug Up Buttercup. Welcome back, everybody. It's 2022, and I can hardly believe it. We're back to our first episode of this season. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Ashley. 2021 was an exciting year for Ruck Up Buttercup and Deployed Love. We've grown as a company. We've had bases added, new coordinators, and so many new families that we've met across the nation. And this week alone is our anniversary of the podcast starting. I know it's so exciting. And this year we are adding new bases, more coordinators, and we are revamping our online virtual Deployed Love Academy. That's right. And if you guys are looking to get involved with Deployed Love, we have several positions that are open right now. We're we're always looking for guests that can host things like the Deployed Love Academy or even right here on the podcast. So feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to join us. Yeah, I cannot believe we are almost through January. It feels like January just started, and I don't know about you, but I hope this year goes a lot smoother. You know, this year, I'm really focusing on balance, you know, making sure that I focus on my well-being a lot more. As a military spouse, we tend to forget to take care of ourselves, whether that's physical health or mental. Today, we have a special guest whose mission is to make wellness accessible to all military spouses. Fellow military spouse, board president of Independent, Evie King. Welcome, Evie. Thank you so much for having me on. I am very honored to be here chatting with both of you. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So it's, um, we never went through a deployment when we were at Fort Bragg. We were there for a number of years. However, last year we ended our fourth deployment and it was the longest deployment we've ever, ever experienced 416 days apart. Um, And so when you all reached out to do a podcast, I was like, man, I wish there had been something like this at Fort Leavenworth where there are deployments out of that base, but it's maybe 10 to 12 people. So it's an entire base that when you say that your spouse is deployed, they have no clue what to do with you. They're like, wait, what? Your spouse deployed out of Fort Leavenworth? Because it's mostly known for... um, being the correctional facility for the military, as well as a school um, for a lot of different MOSs. So um, honored to be here. I have been a spouse for 10 years now, but two out of our four deployments were all done before I got married. So I feel like I got to do a little bit of everything. And one of them was even as a National Guard's um, girlfriend at the time. So it has been quite a journey. And, you know, you talk about January. Well, the first two weeks of January, I think everybody on our team was sick. And so the topic of today's conversation is so appropriate because I had to remind everybody like January 1st, while it is a start of a new year, it doesn't need to be the only time that you can start something. And while we all feel like we're like catching up to things, that's how I feel right now it's okay. You can start today. You can start in an hour. You can start tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I know everybody seems to think that you have to start your resolutions and like make goals at the beginning of the year. 
it's a good reason too. I mean, you're starting off a new year. It kind of feels like a fresh, a fresh face or whatever around. We talk about how those are centered around wellness and saving money and more of that type of things. You today, you want to come on and discuss wellness rules and to trust yourself while making goals and resolutions. Do you have any tips, fellow spouses who want to meet a wellness goal specifically and why you should not follow what society is always saying is right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why independent was started in general is because a lot of the resources around health and wellness back when the organization started back in 2013 focused a lot on the service member, a lot on the military child. And it was just assumed that everything in the civilian world would fit with the military spouse life, right? Which I think the three of us on here know that that's definitely not the case. Uh, You're all shaking your heads, yes. And I'm sure anybody who's listening is like, yeah, no. However, I do always say that to me, wellness is the ultimate unifier between the civilian world and the military world, because at the end of the day, we're all humans and our bodies react to things very similarly. It's just the things that we're going through and the circumstances that life kind of throws at us are very different. And so the resources and the access to resources that we need are very different. And um, our entire month of December was actually focused around looking at different wellness rules that we all have. And I'm using quotation marks because these rules are kind of arbitrary. So I would love to ask both of you a question. What are some wellness rules that you have heard? Like not eating carbs and making sure yeah. that you work out so many days a week. and Like right. keto is the only way to go. And drinking half your body weight in yeah. is a yeah. good one. Um, yeah. And I know I fall victim to that one. Yeah. Half to getting eight hours of sleep every night. And, you know, if you don't work out in the morning, it's less likely to happen and you've already failed, right? If you don't, you're not a morning person. Um, I, I read a lot of, of books, kind of just stay up to date on things, but also to help myself. And almost every book that I've ever read talks about how the most successful people have already had like half of their day before most of us wake up in the morning. And I am a self-proclaimed night owl. So when I read these books already, I feel like, well, my brain is barely functioning at 5 a.m. in the morning. And this person's already written like 12 business plans. So what does that mean for me? And so as a team, we were coming up, we were trying to come up with different ways because also even just life circumstances, right? Going through a deployment, what worked when your spouse is at home doesn't always work with their when they're gone. And so you can come up with these like arbitrary rules and then you're quote breaking them when they're gone. And it's come and coming along with that like guilt, this feeling of failure. And it's like, who made these rules anyway? And why do we feel like we need to meet them? So I'm out here in Germany right now and Everything that I got used to back at Fort Leavenworth is very different here. I actually haven't met a single person that's stationed here, really, mostly because all of the social events aren't happening. And so when we're talking about like wellness and these rules that we're creating with ourselves, I think as military spouses, we can get fixated on them because there's so much in our lives that we don't control. But often those can be the rules that end up kind of bringing ourselves down anyway because they don't always fit with the life that we're in the circumstances of life that we're going through at that time. Yeah, I totally agree. The waking up at five o'clock as a homeschool mom, 
there is no reason for me to be up that early. Like we don't start school till like 10 or 11 o'clock. Like I've tried it and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have time to drink my coffee and work before the kids are up. No, because then I'm just tired and I just lay on the couch and do nothing. And you, and you pick up bad habits when you do that. Cause like, I know, like, I'm like, oh, I'll get up and do that. And then I'm like, I'm so tired. So now I'm just like, oh, I'm going to just drink this cup of coffee and then this cup of coffee. Um, now I want it with cream and sugar. And I definitely know I, as a military spouse, we always, things happen so quickly, like, especially here at Fort Bragg, we had so many no notice deployments, you know, our first one, I was like, great. Like I'm going to work. I always eat way better when my husband's gone. I take a lot better care, partly because my husband and my kids are the pickiest eaters in the entire world. So when he's gone, I can make, you know, really good, healthier meals. Like, you know, not as, not as processed, not as carb loaded, even though like I love carbs, but I can balance it out a little bit more. And, and I, and I see better results when I, when he's not home, but then like he gets home and then I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to eat dinner with him. But then we don't eat dinner until, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. And so I've always having those constant changes. It does suck staying a routine, especially when you're like, Oh, well, I'm not going to go to the gym this week. Cause like my husband's off and I want to stay home with him and, and hang out type, type of thing. You know, he's been gone for so long. So finding ways to keep a balance is, it's so difficult when you're military, when you're military spouse. Yeah. So one rule that I think we hear all the time, and you even hear this in the civilian world is always eat dinner as a family. Right. And I don't know about any of you, but my soldier comes home when he is home at all hours of the afternoon slash evening. Um, randomly, like really, really rarely he'll come home at like two o'clock in the afternoon and it just throws off the rest of my day. Cause I'm like, wait, I have, I, I planned all this work, but now I want to spend time with you. Right. Uh, especially if they were deployed recently, because you just still have that, that feeling of scarcity in this, like, oh my gosh, he was gone for so long last year. If I don't spend time with him now, the next time this happens, I'm going to think of this one moment and how I decided to do work and not spend time with them. And someone told me, she was like, well, our family just doesn't, there's no way. And so instead of having dinner as a family, we found out we were more successful having breakfast as a family as much as possible. And it just freed her of all of these feelings of guilt associated with, I'm raising my kids in, you know, this home where we're not a family, we're not spending time together. And also it released the spouse of the guilt of always missing or mostly missing meals. And I just thought to myself, that's exactly the type of rule that we've been taught we have to have in order to be a, quote, good, healthy family and flipped it on its head and said, no, we're going to spend breakfast together, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I love that. We don't do a lot of meals together because my husband works really weird shifts. He works night shifts for three months and then it'll be like one half of the week. And then it'll switch the next few months to day shifts on the other half of the week. And so there's just like no routine in our life ever. And then randomly, at least once a year, it seems like he deploys for three months and you just, there is no routine. So the kids and I get used to it being our own routine. So we set like things the Friday night, no matter what is movie night. So that that has just stayed as something that they can look forward to. If dad's off that night, that's great. If he's not, then we still do it together. So, yeah, you have to find those moments of consistently because even though we're talking about 
looking at the rules, examining them, humans do thrive in an environment where we do have some certainty and some routine. So it's not that you just don't want to follow anything. It's that we are adults and can choose what rules we've created that work with our family. And I always say, be kind of unapologetic about it. If it works for your family and there's someone else telling you you should be doing something, that's on them. That's, that's their rule. And that works for them. Or maybe it doesn't. But if it doesn't work for you, then you should not do it. Yeah, I, I really like that. Because um, I know myself, like I've fallen victim to those rules that society have, has set. Like, you know, the whole trying to have dinner as a family. Like, I I try so hard to do that. And then over the past like year, especially, I would say the last two years with the rapid deployments and stuff, like, it's like, okay, six o'clock, I'm making dinner. If you're home, you're home. If you're not, then you can warm it up in the microwave. It's, it's definitely one of those things where we, you know, I was having this conversation with my son the other day about how, like, we have certain rules in our family. Other families may have certain rules. And that doesn't mean their rules are right or wrong. It just means that we do something differently. And this is how we do it. And I think that's important to have a discussion with your family in general, like your spouse, your kids, your parents, you know, making sure you set those healthy boundaries. Um, You know, hey, we're not coming home for Christmas, because even though we have leave, we really want to do Christmas at our home this year. So making sure you set those healthy boundaries. And those can be whatever you think they should be. Abby, can you tell us a little bit more about your nonprofit and how it serves the military community? Sure. So Independent um, was actually started in Germany. And I found it while at Fort Bragg when I moved there from South Korea and I wanted to go to an event at the time. We had different communities and Fort Bragg was our largest because one of our founders was there and she's still at Fort Bragg. So I, I think very fondly of my time at Bragg because if it wasn't for that duty station, I don't think I would be where I am today. The organization has kind of changed a little bit. When I started, we were focusing on connecting military spouses to health and wellness resources and support, which is certainly what we do, but we changed our mission to talk about making wellness accessible. And so that's removing barriers, whether it's talking about how as military spouses, we can look at the rules of health and wellness that people tell us we should be following and say, you have permission to make your own rules. Or it's even creating, so our biggest wellness event is the the Independent Wellness Summit, which used to be called the Military Spouse Wellness Summit, and it's 100% virtual. We were one of the first to do virtual. This is our seventh year. And the reason that I always say that the summit is one of the easiest ways to show how we make wellness accessible is obviously with the things that have been happening in the past year, a lot of people have been moving to virtual, which is great, but our summit is different and that you don't have to join at any set time. So whether you are a spouse at Fort Bragg or a spouse in South Korea or Germany or any other place, you get the exact same experience attending the Independent Wellness Summit. And so everything that we try to create, we try to make it where we're making wellness accessible and also creating opportunities for spouses to connect for that friendship, that accountability, that inspiration, because our organization was founded when the founders realized that they were feeling very isolated out here in Germany after their spouses deployed. And at one time or another, I'm sure we've all felt isolated for various reasons. And the impact that that has on us 
as well as the fact that wellness, while your journey is very personal, the, the success of your journey has a lot to do with who you surround yourself with and who encourages you. And so we like to say that we're this positive corner of the internet, because everything we do right now is virtual, for military spouses to find that encouragement and that, that positivity that they need in order to, you know, make happy and healthy decisions for themselves and their families. Uh, you mentioned the the summit. Um, when is that? And like, what can people expect to kind of like hear and see during that summit? Sure. So the summit is from March 7th through the 11th with a bonus day on March 12th, where we sort of recap the week. And what happens is, is our lovely host, Corey Weathers, interviews 10 experts although in our case this year, we do have 11 because one of them is a panel on various different wellness topics. So we like to approach wellness from nine different branches. So of course they include physical uh, or fitness and nutrition, but we also talk about creative wellness, relationship wellness or social is what we call it. So that's our marriages, our relationship with our children and our neighbors environmental wellness. I think we all realized when we were stuck in our homes for months on end, it felt like that maybe that color of wall that we liked when we were in our home for only a certain number of hours a day, we're staring at it for a long period of time and it's starting to impact us. So what we surround ourselves with, especially as spouses, because maybe we move around every other year or every five years, you might not always get to choose where you live out here in Germany. You're required to live on base, for example, except for certain circumstances. And so, you know, that's a part of wellness that we need to focus on. So we try to get all of those different wellness branches um, addressed in unique ways. For example, so our theme is flourish, which I think is very appropriate for this time of year. It's flourish in that that forward movement, that state of flow, you know, when you're like really into something and everything around you just like melts, that's when you're really in that state of flow and flourish, but we've taken it from many different angles. So I like to be a little creative. And one of the conversations is with a military spouse doctor. Um, She's fantastic. And Corey is interviewing her on the impact that our gut microbes have on our overall wellness. So flourishing in, you know, in in terms of that, but also she's talking about mold, which I think is really important for military spouses since that is so prevalent, unfortunately, in a lot of the homes that we're living in. So that's just one example, but we have people talk about flourishing and healing in nature, which, which is a very accessible mode of of healing and wellness, because whether it's a park behind you or a plant in your house, um, you know, nature being surrounded by it can be very healing, both mentally and physically. Oh, I'm so excited for the summit. I haven't signed up yet, but it's on my list to do. I've heard of the summit before. Um, I never participated. I guess I didn't realize that the name changed until you said that, because I think I knew it by the first, the first name but super exciting and can't wait to see what you have. I know that I personally love your guys' IG account. I've been every day, like when I see your guys' posts, I'm like, oh, that's so uplifting. Like I can, can connect to that so well. So I definitely encourage our listeners to go follow their ID. They have some great posts on there. They have the connected to their blog, which has more details. It's really great. It has a lot of 
positivity if you need to have a little bit of positivity in your life each day. Oh, thank you so much. We try really hard to focus on the more uplifting side of wellness and being, again, that place on the internet that people can go. And it's almost like you can take a breath when you read it or, or really connect with what you are reading. Because what I like to say, and you know, you all are the same way, like we're an organization run by military spouses for military spouses. And so we're also creating content that we ourselves need because it's just not out there. Uh, Not that no one else is talking about wellness in the space, but we're the only military spouse nonprofit that focuses on our well-being. Obviously, of course, understanding that what we provide is also going to impact military children, the service member, military community in general. We just focus on the military spouse because that's what we know. But also I like to tell resources, like if you want a service member, or military child to take advantage of a resource, if they're married, most likely it's the spouse who got them in that seat. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> getting, getting them to go anywhere, like, like especially like a service member, like, oh, I can't feel the bottom of my toe. And I'm like, maybe you should go get that looked at. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. You know, hounding, hounding your service member and be like, okay, no, you need to go see, you know, you need to go see your medic, whatever it is. But I love seeing other organizations out there that are geared just towards military spouses because there's so many amazing organizations out there that are geared towards service members. Sometimes it involves their family, but a lot of times it's really for the service member, um, and which is where we came in too. Like the Floyd Love is here to focus more on the families, especially the spouses during all walks of life of the military, whether it's training, new, and especially during deployment. Yeah, I think that it's really cool what you guys do. So I'm going to give you a chance to kind of verbally say where we can reach you. Um, Give us your Instagram handle, your Facebook, whatever it is so that you can get that out there to everybody who is interested in finding you. Sure. So our Instagram handle is independent org. Facebook, unfortunately, has a one at the end of it because there is a private citizen somewhere out there who has independent org as their Facebook profile URL, do not know why. Our website is in-dependent.org. It was just kind of our play on the word dependent. So um, obviously we are dependents of our service member, which can be a little bit soul stealing in a way. Um, But at the same time, we are independent in that we have our own needs, our own passions. Uh, And so we really wanted to remind people that you are a complete person as well, uh, not just a dependent, but also because again, going back to wellness being something that we're doing together, our tagline is together we're independent. So it's that interesting play on words because we're not alone in this journey and we want people to know that you're surrounded by that support. So you can find us on those three different platforms. Um, Our summit is free. Our general admission is always, always free. We do have some upgraded levels that help us. Um, As you guys know, running a nonprofit is not free. So it helps us fund not only that program to always keep general admission free, again, making wellness accessible, but also some of our other programs as well. That's great. And so before we go ahead and end the episode, we like to ask, especially our military spouse guests that we have come on, what is your number one advice to a military spouse 
that is going through the trenches just kind of in life right now? My, my number one a piece of advice is actually for people who aren't, but it's for those who are. I think we focus so often on the people who are going through things and telling them what they need to do, but often they may or may not have the energy to do that, right? When you first move to a place, it can seem kind of daunting to go out and make new friends. Not everyone has that, that personality to do that. And so I like to remind people that when you are in the community already, when you have your group of friends, be that person to reach out to somebody, to offer them help, to invite them to coffee. Don't say, hey, we would like to meet up for coffee. No, 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 no. Like schedule it right then and there. Um, and if you, and even if you don't see someone struggling, if you are, if you have a friend who's going through a deployment, invite them over for dinner. Don't just ask, what can I do to help? Because one, they might not have the energy to tell you what they need, but everything that we do for those of us who are not going through the trenches is really appreciated by those who currently are going. And so my best piece of advice is for those of us who are have already got our, our group of friends who are established maybe in the community or who do have that personality that is welcoming and it's easy for you to go up to somebody is that you be the one to be the welcome um, rather than encouraging that person to add something else on top of everything that they're going through to ask for help. I love that. Yeah, it is. It is hard to try to, as a new person, reach out. And I know that that's kind of how I made some of my best friends as they reached out when they could tell that I needed it. So I, I agree and I appreciate that. So thank you so much for being our first guest this year, Evie. It's been really nice chatting with you. Thank you and happy birthday for uh, the podcast. So I'm yeah. honored to be your, your, your first um, interview for, for this year and I can't wait to listen. Yep. We have some more amazing episodes coming up in the next couple months. Um, they'll be following the same theme as deployed love. So if you follow us on social media, you will kind of have an idea of where we're going with our episodes. Um, but we're looking forward to really diving in next month into relationships um, with it being Valentine's day. This can include spouses that you're friends with. This can include your own spouse, anybody that you're in a relationship with will be kind of discussing. So we look forward to meeting more people and being back here on Ruck Up Buttercup. So as we like to say, Ruck Up Buttercup. <laughs>